Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 219. And this week is another one of those weeks where we don't really have all that much of a plan going in. Nope. This is going to be a little bit of a placeholder content. And also, <laughs> as is become usual... Ah, sit rep. Sit rep. Everything fine in California. They apparently opened up the beaches with restrictions this past weekend. I'm not entirely sure I think that's a great idea because apparently Los Angeles is still having a real rough time. So, um, yeah, I'm all for staying in as long as possible, but I don't make the rules. Yeah, um, same here in North Carolina. I think a lot of people have been possibly going to the beaches just because they want to get out. Yeah, I know they've opened up the beaches in Florida, which I understand yeah. Hannah and mom and dad think is kind of ridiculous. I mean, good <sighs> God, it's it's the state people retire to. There's a lot of people over 65 in that state. And I think you want to kind of reduce the amount of contagion going around. Yeah, maybe they're just hoping that it's all going to be cured by the sunlight. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand that there is some kind of an effect, but I've been looking up articles of actual doctors talking about this. And apparently it takes hours for the sunlight to kill contagions on a surface. This is not something you like expose it to sunlight and the virus goes poof. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it is funny, though. I have been considering like on the times when I do get groceries, I have been thinking about putting them out on my balcony to let them sit in the sun for a while. I'm like, it can't hurt. No. Unless it's ice cream. I wouldn't do that. No, you wouldn't do that. No. Or, or no. meat. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that either. But no, everything else, same old, same yeah. old. Job is still Okay. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's the newspaper. It's always a little bit touch and go, but I currently am working, so that's good. Yeah, same here. They're still giving me stuff to do to try to get ready. I, I feel like some of the people that I call when I'm asking for paperwork are getting a little frazzled, cause, and I like try to want to frame it as a sort of get this to me whenever it's convenient for you, because I know you got a lot going on. Yeah, because you work in the pharmaceutical industry, so they're probably pretty busy. Yeah, they are. There's there's stuff happening. Yeah. Hope everybody's staying safe. Oh, I guess maybe in the folding it in with the sit rep. So Diamond Comics made an official announcement this past Saturday. They are the people who are responsible for distributing all comics everywhere to comic book shops. Um, we've had conversations with Leland before who works at a comic book shop. He's not their biggest fan, but they made the decision a couple months ago to stop all distribution because, you know, people can't go into comic book shops and nobody's really buying physical copies right now. Lots of reasons. They made the official announcement that next month in May is when they're hoping to start distributing again. So I hope their optimism is well-founded. Yeah. And it's kind of nice to know that I'm not going to go to the comic book store at some point and have this huge backlog of comics that I didn't buy. So... I, I don't know. I don't think there was a good solution or one that worked for everybody. But, right. you know, I comic book shops have to buy the comic books so they can distribute them. And that would be kind of crappy to have to buy a bunch of books that no one's able to buy. Yeah. And that really, they seem to handle that pretty well. Because when they made the announcement, they also offered buybacks from local stores. Saying oh, really? Can, well, I don't know if it's buybacks or returns. I don't know how all that works. I'm sort of pulling this out of my butt. But <laughs> I remember there was something about the fact that they didn't want comic book shops to suffer with a lot of inventory that they couldn't sell. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting couple of months for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, maybe 
I, I really don't want things to go back to quote unquote normal before we're ready, but man, it'd be awesome to have, <laughs> you know, June maybe and have things kind of feel a little more normal, but I would like to have less deaths before we do that. Yeah. Please. Less deaths would be great. Yep. 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 Other than that, uh, let's see what's going on with us in the nerdosphere. We, we finished watching Beastars. I was gonna ask. I actually... I kind of figured that you probably were going to finish it up. So I actually rewatched the last two episodes this afternoon. It was a lot of talking, isn't it? Yeah, there was. I think, though, that this show probably handles the whole internal monologue better than anything I've seen before. Because it will have, you know, like when Lagoshi thinks that things are moving too fast. And it's actually a little animation of him on an escalator screaming, why am I on an escalator? This is going too fast. And and then other (laughs) things that were prettier than that that well I mean sorry all of it was pretty but yeah. the scenes where you saw basically the silhouette of the character's head and then what they're thinking about is you know playing within that silhouette I thought that was a very elegant way of doing it yeah they had a lot of those moments a lot of different styles to sort of show what the characters were thinking at that moment I didn't have any complaints with that so I gotta ask did you guys watch it with original Japanese audio, or did you watch the dubbed version? Oh, we watched it with a uh, Japanese audio. I in, I enjoyed it with the dubbed version with the English language. I actually started watching that way by mistake, not realizing how easy Netflix had made it to switch it over. And by the time I realized how easy it would be to switch over, I'd gotten used to their voices. But this afternoon, I actually watched those two episodes with the original Japanese. I like it just for the fact that I think, in particular, Haru and Juno, their voices are a little irritating in the English language version. Not terrible. Well, okay. Juno, I think she's as annoying as fuck. I don't like her at all. (laughs) She needs to back the hell off. But she was less irritating in the Japanese language version. I thought it felt like her character changed really abruptly. Like she was just the kind of the wolf who was kind of sweet on the goshi and was kind of disappointed that he didn't seem to be responding to her overtures. And then suddenly she's all aggressive. And she's aggressive to Lagoshi and aggressive to Ruiz and aggressive to Haru and all this. I'm like, this felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. But somehow, I think maybe it's because of the voice that they use in the English language version. But I always felt like that beginning bit where she really likes, you know, Lagoshi and she's sweet on him and disappointed and everything. It felt like an act. It oh, felt really? like she was always aggressive. I mean, at the very least, she was terribly deluded. And then she just went aggressive and entitled and annoying. And then listening to her today, I'm like, okay, she still is pretty deluded and still is pretty entitled and aggressive and all that kind of stuff, but less irritatingly so. And I thought Haru's voice was... She seems a little petulant in the English language version, and she just seems more quiet. I don't know. The Japanese women in Japanese anime, they do know how to do demure in their voices, which is probably not always a great thing. But yeah, I kind of liked her voice better there, too. Well, I always enjoyed how Lagoshi was done in this Japanese track, especially since, of course, in anime, you have people, they make sound effects for their emotions or when they're turning Mm -hmm. around like, huh? Hmm? 
like that. I just I liked Lagoshi's very much, especially when he was he'd be caught by surprise and he'd go, huh, like that with his mouth wide open. Just something about it was so damn appealing. And you're right about the animation. There was the moment where Ruiz actually shoots somebody, spoilers, and you see the person fall and you watch as Ruiz turns to watch him as he goes all the way back down. There's no shortcuts in the animation. All the body language is all there every single moment. He's did a really good job in the animation. Oh, love it. I watched the first episode uh, again yesterday, and I'm probably going to work my way through the series again because it's just, oh, I love it. But I was very interested to say that Ursula Vernon live tweeted watching the yes. series. She did not like it. No, it, I mean, it is pretty weird. It really is. And I don't know how much anime she watches on a regular basis. And I have this idea that's probably one of the things that influences your opinion on it. Because, I mean, I've watched the entire Evangelion series and the end of Evangelion multiple times now. So weird, you know, this is a different kind of weird, but it's still an anime weird, I think, with a whole lot of emotion and talking through all your feelings and everything. But I just, she is the best for live tweeting her experience. I mean, when I try and live tweet something, I'm molding myself on what she does. I mean, she's got this, but she's like, there's this chicken and it's jogging and it's trying to produce the egg to be eaten. I smell burnt toast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. If you guys listening have a chance, go check out Ursula Vernon's live tweeting of reading the Swiss Family Robinson. Oh man. I mean, I knew I was absolutely in love with it when I got to this one bit that she was talking about where the father scolded the son because a lobster had grabbed onto his son's ankle and his son (laughs) had smashed it with a rock and he smashed it with a vengeful spirit. She just writes a tweet, if a lobster grabs onto my leg, I will smash it in any spirit I wish. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And then she made like this whole subtext in there about the mother plotting to kill the father with her war flamingo and her telepathic dogs. I mean, it's this whole thing she created to go along with it. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, definitely recommend that one. Yeah, Ursula Vernon, it's U-R-S-U-L-A-V is her Twitter feed. I think I spelled that right. I hope I spelled that right. We'll probably put a link in the podcast description. (laughs) So my only other nerd thing I wanted to talk about is we had been talking about Patreons to join last week, and I finally did it. I joined Adam Warren's $3 Patreon tier Mm -hmm. for a very specific reason. He has an unpublished 48 page dirty pair story from 2003 that he's been putting up on his Patreon. And it's well worth three bucks a month just for that content. Wow. I mean, yeah. and I read the description uh, that he had wrote about that. I mean, I'm not one of his patron members, but I was able to read what he described his thinking for making that story. And then it was mm. somehow he was trying to convince Dark Horse to have somebody else draw a dirty pair story that he wrote and I'm not sure how doing fantastic art convinces Dark Horse to do anything other than well why don't you draw it but yeah and apparently his whole process back then before he was doing 
uh, empowered was really labor intensive, like a whole yep. lot of re-inking and redrawing and scaling and all this other stuff. And and then it killed his enthusiasm for the process. It almost killed his enthusiasm for doing comics at all, it sounded like. I mean, this is a guy he would rough out the layouts and then he would do these really super tight layouts and then redo those in pencil and then ink them and then put marks for colors and everything. I mean, it just grindingly awful. But the thing is, it worked out really well for us because, no, these are not finished pages by any mean, but they are super tight layouts. I mean, there is, there's a lot of people I know when doodling to themselves wouldn't do stuff as intricate as what he's got in this like <laughs> totally unfinished project. So, I mean, we're benefiting from the fact that he really didn't work very efficiently for a while there. <laughs> he, he talked about his his decision-making process was really bad. Like this whole yeah. idea of doing all of this to try to convince somebody else to do the artwork. It's like, mm. what? I, I don't yeah. get any of that now. Yeah, he also spent a long time talking about the fact that Dirty Pair is not his creation. And because it is a Japanese, a very well-based Japanese manga creation, he had to get the rights from the original creators. Dark Horse had to get the rights from the original creators. He was putting out these roughs when he had really no way of knowing at the time if the license was about to expire or maybe it already expired. And so he said he'll never do another published Dirty Pair artwork again, partly because I think he's just tired of it. And two, he can't get the rights to it. And three, he doesn't want to put that much time and effort into something that he doesn't own. Which is such a shame because you were talking about the fact that you just reread the graphic novel Dirty Pair, Fatal But Not Serious. Oh, man, that is, I actually reread a lot of them this past weekend. (laughs) And I stand by what I said, Fatal But Not Serious is amazing, though. I don't know people who are new to, no, change that. I do know you said that was the first dirty pair novel that you read the very first one i had no idea who these characters were or what their interactions were but my god i loved it from the very first moment i started reading it oh it is so intricate i mean you've got these two if you're not familiar with dirty pair some of our listeners maybe some may not but there are the trouble consultants they're sort of like i don't know secret agents whatever and they wear very skimpy clothes and everything and unfortunately they have a reputation for getting into these situations with all their high-tech sci sci-fi gear and everything of causing these disasters, but they have all these fans. And so their fans set up a Kay and Yuri convention. And it is like Comic-Con on steroids in sci-fi space with violence. I mean, it's just (laughs) every comic book convention trope that you can think of is there in the books. And every crowd scene has more and more to find every time you read it. it So you could just fall into these drawings because he will have things happening in every section of the drawing. Like they're rushing off to one place, but, you know, in another part of the building, they're going to be having a K and Yuri cosplay. And there's like these guys who are dressed up as the dirty pair, like struggling to get into their costumes. (laughs) It it doesn't, it's not part of the plot, and yet it's somehow all essential to the entire storyline. Yeah, it's probably, it's in my top three favorite Adam Warren stuff. And I'm counting Empowered in that. My top three Adam Warren stuff is not necessarily Empowered, except for that one with the conversation between Ninjet and the, um, wow, oh my God, in the bathtub. That is brilliant. But no, other than that, it's Fatal But Not Serious and then Bubblegum Crisis, I really love, and um, Titan's Scissor Paper Stone. 
that was another wonderful one. If you guys ever managed to find that in the back issues, because I think it's way out of print, but it oh, is yeah. it is his take on the Teen Titans, but in Cyberverse with different people who are taking on these personas to try to fight some kind of interstellar battle. It's oh, wondrously weird. It is great. Anyway, but yeah, if you haven't signed up for Adam Worth, because a lot of the stuff, he's got a $1 tier, and he's got a lot of stuff that you can see for free without paying anything for the Patreon at all. Um, I don't know that the $1 tier gets you very much. Currently, a lot of what he does is republishes his life drawings that he's been working on, and it's as far as I can tell it's all content you can find on his Instagram so if you're going to join his Patreon go for the $3 tier because it'll get you the dirty pair stuff now if you go for the $5 tier he's got other stuff that I'm seriously considering you know projects in the works empowered stuff that he maybe hasn't released anyplace else yet but he also has in the works a potential comic book and it's kind of a D&D thing but it's two, you know, good looking people, but one is this guy dwarf and the other is a female orc. And it's going to be another sexy verse type of thing, you know, a lot of, yeah, but the pictures I've been seeing of it, just the little teaser pictures that he's been putting in for the $3 tier, I'm like, well, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of Patreon, I have been a patron of Mega Tokyo for a little while because I really, I mean, I I check that site multiple times a week to see if there's a new page. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. it's spread way out, but we're talking thousands of pages by now. Mm-hmm. And as far as I can remember, the only thing I've ever paid money for before becoming a patron was that calendar I got you for Christmas one year. So I decided, <laughs> yeah, it's time. If you're at the like 3 or $4 level, he's doing a story that's set in the Mega Tokyo universe, but it's not tied to the main story. So people like oh. you who do not read the website website because you've been waiting for the book for ages can actually read this without getting spoiled for other stuff oh good i need to do that yeah i don't and i make i made that decision a while ago that if it was going to be mega tokyo i wanted to read it in the little manga sized trade you know paperbacks whatever and that's the only way i wanted to read it and i wasn't going to go back to the site until he had released another book and that was like six years ago maybe more fingers crossed he is so close to the end of this latest arc and when he finishes up this next chapter that's supposed to be the point where he has enough for the next book because he had i mean he's had some health issues his family has had some health issues he's had stuff going on with his mom i mean he's had so much crap going on and now we've got the coronavirus uh which Fortunately, I don't think anyone in his family has been affected by it, I hope, at this point. But yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of lag time in between pages, but he has been getting faster lately. So I think we're getting much closer. And I, I'm still enjoying the heck out of that, the whole thing. It's oh, just, I mean, I, I think I have to go back and reread everything because it is getting so detailed. And so the plot is just so epic and weird that I'm kind of having trouble remembering who was on whose side at this point. But that's oh, fine. Boy. It's not a hardship to reread. No, no, not at all. And in fact, he did release this big, huge bound volume. Like I have Aaron Alexevich's uh, Serenity Rose, the big giant thing that he did the Kickstarter for. I have that. What I need to do is get the big giant one of Mega Tokyo to complete my collection. Exactly. Um, sort of, oh man. Okay. Things I need to spend money on. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Anyway. But the only other thing I wanted to mention real quick is that for our tri-state watch party last week, we finally watched Knives Out ah! together. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was fun. That was oh, that was very very fun. And yeah, I, I didn't really see exactly how the plot was going to wind itself up. Nope. I hadn't really seen what was going to happen. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Nope, I will tell you, it is just as much fun watching that movie the second time around as it was the first time around. Because this time I'm like. Oh, I see what you were pointing out there. <laughs> Just nice. very, very cool stuff. That was such a fun movie. And he is going to be bringing back uh, Blanc in future movies now. Oh, good. Because Nathan even said while we were watching it, he's like, I think this is Daniel Craig's best role, James Bond be damned. And I'm like, I agree. I did. He did a great job. And it was such an interesting, like, Hercule Poirot, I think I'm saying it right, except much more interesting, I thought. <laughs> yes. Well, somebody tweeted uh, at the idea about doing a sequel is they thought it would be great if Blanc came back, but that he had a different accent and that there was no oh. explanation at all. Just, just like he suddenly comes in and instead of a Kentucky drawl, it's just something completely different. Ryan Johnson responded to that tweet and said, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't thought about that. Oh, <laughs> I could totally see that. That would be amazing. Everybody did such a good job. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson, Don and Johnson. Chris Evans. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chris Evans in that wonderful cable knit sweater. Mm-mm-mm. Ooh, he did look nice. Oh, every time he smells, that's a guy who can smell with his eyes. I mean, you just look at him and you're like, oh, he's so pretty. He's <laughs> Captain America, damn it. Yeah, awfully pretty. Yeah, I, I'm glad we watched that. But now we've got another Tri-State Watch Party coming up on Friday. What are we going to watch now? Well, we were thinking about something. What was it we were thinking about watching? Hang on. Well, Back to the Future was on the list. Certainly. Back to the Future was on the list, but there was something else. Oh, possibly Parasite. Oh, yeah, we did think about it. We ruled out Cabin in the Woods, though we want to do a watch party with Hannah, not with Mom and Dad on that one. Yeah, I one. don't think but Mom yeah. and Dad would get much out of that one. Yeah, I don't know what they think about Parasite either. It's going to be interesting, you know? I don't know. Yeah, that's something to think about some more. If you guys have any suggestions, please well, leave a comment. Please. Yes, exactly. All suggestions welcome. We're not guaranteeing we're going to watch any of them, but you can certainly <laughs> suggest some stuff. But Okay, there was... There was one thing that I'm thinking about watching. I don't know if anybody else would be interested in it, but Max Garland had a movie that came out. He actually was the writer, so I don't know if it's going to have all the you know beautiful effects that things like uh, Ex Machina did, but it came out in 2007. It's called Sunshine, and it oh, has a lot of favorable reviews. It's got Benedict Wong. Oh. It's got Cillian Murphy. It's got freaking Chris Evans. How have I never heard of this movie before? I've never heard anything about Yeah, we need to. Chris Evans, I could be wrong, but I think he's another one of those people that seems to be awfully careful about the roles he picked. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, when was know? it When was it that Captain America came out? No idea. Okay, hold I'm on a guessing second. sometime like 2000. I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to say 2011. Hold on a minute. 2011. Very good guess. Very cool. See, I can always remember the close to the start of the uh, Marvel Universe because I know that the Avengers movie came out in 2012, and that was when I realized that Loki was hot, and that's kind of been in my brain ever since. (laughs) So, but yeah, but he's he's done other stuff before that I don't know has been quite so high minded. Like he was the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four movies, and I don't yeah. hear any good things about those movies. He was also in, what is it, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Yes, I guess? Is that, do you know anything about that? 
Yeah, I did actually watch it um, on the recommendation of the people on the old podcast. I didn't really like it. I thought it was just irritating that this guy had to fight all these girls' ex-boyfriends in order to date or whatever. And my question was always, why doesn't she tell them to fuck off? But <laughs> Chris Evans' character was very fun, and he did a great job, and he was very pretty to look at. So I have no problems with his role. I have a problem with the central concept of the movie, she- but the movie... The movie has a lot of fans and has a lot of good things about it. It did. But I, you know, I thought he was very pretty, yes. as he usually is. Well, yeah. I will I will have to see if he was as pretty in 2007 as he became in 2011. I'll, I'll bet you he is. I'm just going to take a wild stab <laughs> in the dark on that one. So I guess that's going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries. Maybe not so much with the comic book reviews and the photo galleries at the moment, though. We should probably try and do some kind of quarantine version of a photo gallery for this site at one point, just so we could say, look, I was actually thinking about doing like photo shoots of nerd stuff here in the apartment, like Transformers collections. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I could come up with some nerdy photographs out here. All clean. Don't worry. This is a family yes. show. Yes, it is. Yes. So I don't know. Maybe we'll do that. And comic book reviews. I'm sure there's some comic books we need to catch up on for crying out oh, loud. Oh, God. I've had some waiting for ages, but I've been working on trying to uh, read the Hugo nominees. And I just finished Seanan McGuire's uh, book, Middle Game. And I'm trying to come up with a coherent review. But it's oh, like, boy. oh, it was so epic and just so tangled and wonderful. And I'm just like, Ugh, my brain Come up with words. Let's speak. You know, you're not supposed to be as epic as she is. She gets paid for that stuff, you know? <laughs> but yeah, um, all that and more, pixeladygeek.com. So we will have a Night Vale episode next week. And I've got a copy paste of our conversation about Knives Out that I will put up as well because there's <laughs> some conversations about that, like the puking stuff. Oh my God. I can't believe it. <laughs> Literally, saw that in the theater and turned to Nathan and said, And this is why I can never recommend this to Elizabeth, but I'm glad you watched it anyway. You took it all like a trooper. Thank you. I, you know what? I appreciate a heads up. Sometimes that's all I need. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be surprised by that crap. So. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that and other nerd stuff that comes across our screens. So one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later.
let's, oh, crud, you might, oh, wait, here we go. Sorry, my internet's been blinking in and out. It's really frustrating. I have to, 